When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Throughout the legitimately storied history of this franchise, there have been a number of players, truly great players, who've been overshadowed seemingly throughout. One of them, of course, is Chris Letang, but he's gotten double the overshadow. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dayan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Pirates that I hope you'll check out. Rookie camp is September 15, so it's not very far away. We are not very far away from actual hockey, but in the interim, might as well just keep right on talking hockey. When it was Mario Lemieux and Yarmir Yager, there also was Ron Francis and a whole bunch of other players that were just a little bit below that level. And all through the tenure of Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin, there's been Latang. Only Latang's legacy has been one that's more, I'd say, grown along the way. It maybe sneaked up on some people. Listen, it was only a year or two ago that I could engage someone in a really serious debate as to whether or not Latang was the greatest defenseman in franchise history. And you know who you are, if you were doubting that. In my eyes, that wasn't in dispute. And I don't even necessarily say that from the Latang perspective, but more from the who else would be your choice perspective. I say this respectfully, but if you point to Randy Carlyle as having been the Penguins' only Norris Trophy winner... I'm afraid I can share with you some firsthand observations as to how that happened and why it doesn't really matter and why Carlisle might not even crack the top five on this particular list. If you point to Paul Coffey, I'll say awesome if you're considering his whole career. But when you're talking about Pittsburgh, Coffey was only here for half a decade. I can point to Larry Murphy. And say the exact same thing. And if you want to cite Ulf Samuelson, Darius Kasparitis, these are guys who had literal impacts, but wouldn't be anybody that you'd consider. If you want to go back to the 70s and come up with Dave Burroughs, you can do that. But Dave Burroughs wasn't somebody who was considered even really a top 10 defenseman in the league at the time. And he, too didn't have anywhere near Latang's staying power again, even a year or two ago when this subject was taboo. It isn't anymore. Have you noticed that? Have you noticed that nobody really dumps on this idea? Latang is the greatest defenseman in franchise history beyond anyone's ability to attempt to manufacture a discussion on it. What I wonder about is where his legacy will be seen once everything's done. Because let's remember, he's now signed 
into age 40. This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by the good people at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank, where they're committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across Western Pennsylvania. They, in turn, need your help. Find out how $1 can be turned into five full meals. For those in need, visit pittsburghfoodbank.org. In 941 regular season NHL games, and of course that means that Letang will be participating in his 1,000th this coming season, health willing, he's got 650 points. That's that's pretty significant. Uh, for a defenseman, that would actually be pretty significant for a forward in most cases. He has been a tremendous performer, a reliable and consistent producer, and oh, by the way, a three-time Stanley Cup champion. And those numbers in Pittsburgh still have ample opportunity, theoretically half a decade, to continue growing. Where will he end up by the time it's done? When you get into honors, this is a little bit of a, well, it's both sticky and fun to talk about. The Penguins, for anybody who doesn't know, only have two retired numbers. Those are 66 and 21, Mario Lemieux and the late Michel Briere, killed tragically after his rookie year in the early 70s. Those two will, of course, be joined by Yager, Lemieux himself has said so, as well as Crosby and Malkin. Do you put Latang in that category? Well, be careful how you answer because there's a long way to go yet. That's the part where this gets interesting. Could you imagine another defenseman coming along or even a forward and wearing 58 after Latang had been here for 20 years and has cemented himself beyond belief to be the best at his position ever in Pittsburgh? How about a statue or a mini statue? For those of you who've been around the continent and seen how teams recognize their own great players. It isn't always some massive epic statue like the Mario one that's on Center Avenue splitting the two Islanders. Sometimes it's a group of mini statues or a collection or a plaza. I've seen a lot of that. In Montreal, for example, where they have obviously endless riches of great players who've passed through there, they decide in lieu of having one massive one for Rocket Richard, Guy Lafleur, Jean Beliveau, and so forth, that they have a plaza. It's just to the left of the main entrance of the Bell Center. It's outdoors, and people pass through it, and they read the various uh, you know, plaques and so forth. It's, it's a nice way to handle having a lot of truly great players. Is Latang worthy of something like that? Oh, heck yeah. Should he get one, you know, like Mario's or like the one that Sid will have? Probably not. And then there's the Hall of Fame. Then there's the Hall of Fame. This is where I think the greatest challenge comes in trying to project where he'll go. Because the funny thing about Latang's career is that he's been so consistent and so regularly considered among the top 10, 15 at worst defensemen in the league but he's never been a Norris Trophy guy. Fair or not, there's always been 
this pack of three, four, five guys ahead of him in any given year, and others, like, say, for example, Adam Fox with the Rangers, will just vault over him as if he wasn't ever there. I'm not 100% sure that that's fair or unfair, so I'm not going to get into all that, but the bottom line is to get into the hall, really, you should be considered among the top two, three, or ideally one best players at your position for at least a year. And that hasn't happened for Latang. So I don't know about the hall. I'm actually kind of skeptical on that front. Anyway, great player. I don't mean to say anything at all that's even remotely negative. Just throwing this out there for dialogue. When we come back, J1Q. Quoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Today's J1Q comes from here to asks, love your show, Dayan. Try to learn from guys like you about the game, the players, and the Penguins organization. You've been talking a lot about Jeff Petrie, and I think I get your enthusiasm, but what specific lines or maybe players are going to benefit the most from his skill set? Will be the possession game of the first two lines or feeding speedy players like Kasperi Kapanen for breaks? This is a really good question. And unfortunately, it's got a really boring answer. So bear with me on this. The person slash people who most covet the defenseman singular who can make the quick breakout pass. One and done. Boom. There they go. Is none other than Sidney Crosby. And if you want to graft onto that, Jake Gensel and Brian Rust. Sid will, in particular, go a little bit nuts if he has to come back deep in the zone to carry it out himself, because he will, in fact, do that when he gets frustrated. And I know you're trying to picture what Sid looks like when he's frustrated, because he doesn't show it on the ice, certainly not as it relates to his teammates. But Sid wants to have the puck on the move. He believes, and rightly so, that he and Jake and Rust can create on the rush, on the fly. But they can't do that if whoever their defensemen are don't move the puck. If they try to weave through three or four people or just bank it off the glass, they want someone who can spring them. This is a Sid thing. I'm not trying to make a controversy out of it or anything close to that. But this is a Sid thing. I can promise you, and I'm going to check and find out when they do make it to Pittsburgh, that Sid would be a fan of Petrie's style of play in large part because of this singular trait. If you go back to this past season and do some intensive analysis, whether it's analytics-based, whether it's video-based, whether it's both, you will find that the Penguins 
more often than not, became stunted when they were on the rink and didn't have Latang out there. People ask a lot of times if Latang doesn't get a point or whatever in a game, like, what, what makes him so great? What is it that he's doing? This is it. This is it. This is the value. And if you think about Latang, regardless of which partner he's out there with, he's still the one that's the most relied upon for five-on-five offense. Now, if Petrie can do this, even if he's not out on the rink with Sid, and remember that, you know, this isn't the old Soviet system. It's very hard to put five players out at the same time in the modern NHL. But if you have Petrie out there with the second forward line, hey, guess what that might help? Right. The Evgeny Malkin line, which has not produced much five on five, unless he's out there on some rare occasion with wingers who can finish. Now they would have someone back there who can spring them. Now, Gino actually does like coming back into the defensive zone and bringing the puck up himself, but that's just his personality. That's how he revs himself up. That's how he gets his game going. Plus, Gino just likes having the puck. But make no mistake, this is an area that Ron Hextall, Brian Burke, and I'm sure the coaching staff as well, identified, and I believe correctly so, as an area where the Penguins need to improve, and they went and they got their guy. This is why I keep saying, if you want to look at Petrie's cap hit or his age, you're going to be missing the point. They're trying to win with this group, and the best way for this group to produce is if they've got the puck on their sticks while they're moving. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. We'll do another one of these tomorrow. 